With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. Why, a hello and a howdy, we're so very glad to see you Cause we're getting kinda rowdy and we got a lot to say And we're gonna try and do our very best to entertain you And we hope you'll be delighted by the time you go away That's pretty exciting, right, Omega? Indeed! Yeah, right? HIAC Talk Radio is always exciting. You will deal with that Atlas harshly. I think he broke it. You made me go! And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio! Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another Wednesday evening. I am your gracious host, Double D, and you are listening to Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. It is August 1st, 2012, and... I, I'm, I'm so excited. You can find me at twitter.com slash Folsom County. Also with me, as always, it is Dan, the man, the above-average comedian, Dan Law. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, folks. I, I, I'm going to go with that. That's going to be my full name now. I was talking to a certain booker who said I should go the um, Bobby Shields route and have the full name. So that's it now. There you go. You can find Dan Law at DanLaw83 on Twitter. Hey, follow me, please. And back from special assignment from last week, and with a job in radio now, it is Mark Go Thompson. Yeah, yeah, fancy pants me, huh? <laughs> fancy pants, you're actually doing what we want to do. I know, I know. I got it. It, it was. Yeah. It's tough. It was. It was. It was a tough year and a half being out of it, man. But. I uh, gotta be honest, Dean. Uh, you, you and Dan deserve a huge pat on the back for this because I was like getting a little unmotivated, getting a little sour a about little radio. Sour, sour yeah. about radio. But you know, you said, "Hey, let's do a podcast. Come on, it'll be fun." And I was like, oh, "I don't know anything about wrestling. Fat, wear t-shirts." <laughs> like, 
That's what our show's about. Wrestling, being fat, and wearing T-shirts to the beach. I think I have another listener. Based on that, I was talking about our target demographic, and he says, hey, wait a second. I wear a T-shirt when I go to the beach. I feel like every interview we do really has, like, an underlying tone of that, you know? A little bit. A little bit. Like, when we're interviewing Papa Don, it's not like, you know, we're like, oh, man, we're equal with him. We're like, oh man, if we saw him at the beach, we would cry like children. Yeah, and I would never take my shirt off, ever. He would kick sand in our face and steal our woman. I've already been hit by him twice, <laughs> so I will never go to the beach with that man. And somehow you still kissed his foot, so... Uh, and, 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 yeah, and I kissed his foot, and then he hit me twice! Now, without any further ado, I do want to say, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, search for Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. We did receive another kind review this week. Uh, yeah, um, and I know who it's from. Uh, Ron Jones, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, well, so, he's, uh, I'll explain off here. Um, good looking out. Good looking out indeed. He's gay? No. Oh. Far from, my friend. Oh. You could say uh, he's, uh, a, uh, he's a Mac Daddy, you could say. Uh, now. That's, I mean, he's not gay, but that's all right. <laughs> we are proudly part of the BradyHicks.com lineup. You can listen to us there right now if you wanted to, or on Blog Talk, or on your smartphone, whatever you want to do. Uh, follow us on Twitter, and that is twitter.com slash H-I-A-C Talk Radio. Like the Facebook at facebook.com slash sell in a hell. And, of course, you can call in and join the fun here at 718 Three, three. And don't tell me it's not your fun. T-shirt experiences. Yes, and don't tell me it's not fun because I have a lot of fun doing this show. Now we do have a French interruption coming up a little bit uh, <laughs> pretty soon. Uh, Mister Ulala will be here uh, uh, to uh, discuss. This is part one of the series. Uh, uh, this is this is go- part one of a thousand part series. Probably. <laughs> God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Probably. I'm I'm hoping for we can stretch this out as long as we can. Tonight we're going to talk about him breaking into the business, uh, training, uh, why he even started wrestling. I think I mean, that should be interesting. All kidding aside, well, you got 22 years of, ex- of experience and stories. 22 years worth, uh, and I hope it takes just that long to get through it all. I hope so. Yeah, that means I'll be I hope around. We do a day by day recap of his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> and on Tuesday, November 2nd, 1992. We also have Robert Knight joining us, and uh, he's riled up yet again, has more to talk about. Wouldn't you be? What? Wouldn't you be? I, you know what? I think I know what he's talking about. I've seen some things, and so. Robert Knight needs to start running people over with Kit. I would think so. We also have Chris Wilde. We we finally got him. It's War Games were a couple weeks removed, but he's here tonight to talk about that. And we also have making his first official debut on Hell in a Cell Talk Radio, Ricky the Model Martinez. We're also going to be joined by uh, Omega Squad for a little uh, discussion about Raw, for a little uh, UFC. And we're also going to have Ryan Big Burgundy checking in. Uh, about Jersey Shore Championship Wrestling. I know Big Burgundy went. I know someone who uh, didn't go. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's all I'm going to say. I was so excited to go, too. I really, really All excited. I know is, is I got a text from D to go. Uh, I, I think I texted him first. I don't remember how the conversation was initiated. <laughs> but all I got was a text that marked an effing show. <laughs> I was so excited. Like, 
like at one point you texted me, you go, there's beer in the building. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. It, I, mean, I did it in my Oprah voice. This is going to be amazing. And you get a beer. And you get a beer. You know what? I think it's that time, guys. Wait, wait. This is going to be a big interruption, and it's going to be French. Oh, the French interruption. Now we're talking, huh? Hello, Monsieur. Hello, Mr. Oolala. It is an honor for you to be here tonight. Oh, it is an honor. Anybody fix that head of hair of yours yet, there, Monsieur? No, I haven't fixed it yet, uh, Monsieur Oolala. You're here <laughs> with uh, with Double D. You're here with Dan Law. You're here with Mark. And we want to get – I, I, I want to say, when you were first watching wrestling, what was – what got you into it? What – what made you say, this is what I want to do? Oh, I got to tell you, between the Mid- the Mid-South Wrestling with Bobby Jaggers and the Grappler from the, I believe it was the Sportatorium, to being up at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, being dropped off and being five rows from gentlemen like, oh, good God, the Sweet Hanson, who I remember to this day yelling at me after I yelled at him, and I swear he looked me dead in the eye and he, well, he scared me, and that was quite an interruption in itself. But it it started it has started many, many, many years ago. Just as a child, I couldn't wait to get home. To back then, as you know, there wasn't much for for TV. So whatever you saw, you had to get home and see it live. There was no DVRs, there was no VHS. It was live or nothing, and you had to read about it in the magazines. Now, you mentioned a couple experiences. Uh, what's the match that really set the ball rolling for you? I assume there was one that you said, wow, this is this is going to start. This is the one that makes me want to do wrestling for the rest of my life. I, I have to say it was being live at the Spectrum, five rows from ringside, when I shouted to Sweet Hansen after he took a turnbuckle and it didn't phase him. I shouted, no brain, no pain. But didn't he look straight at me? So I thought, and he that set the that set it in motion. My voice mattered, and he heard me, and he scared me. <laughs> so, fast forward a little bit. I mean, where did you get your start in the business? Where did you train? Who'd you train with? And where did it all take uh, place? Well, it actually started in 1987. At it was out in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Um, you know, the other country here. Uh, up the up across this river, and uh, it was with at the time it was Buddy Rogers and and Pretty Boy Larry Sharp. Oh Jesus! Uh, yes, it was it was it was a long time ago, and I remember walking in there, and I was I thought I I, I wanted to be a wrestler, and that that was the day that I that it all began. It started with Sweet Hanson. Give me a look that sent chills through me to 
one day stepping into the Monster Factory in 1987 to meet Buddy Rogers and Larry Sharp. Now, now did they, I mean, was it that you jumped headfirst into the training, or did they go easy on you, or did they oh. immediately jump on you and go, hey, you think you want to be a wrestler, and then just take you, take you apart? Yes, that was it. <laughs> that, that was about it in one day. What they did was, it was actually, as being a, a chiseled 185 pounds at the time, I went in there, and in 1987-88, the men, the wrestlers were just enormous. Hogan was at 300 pounds. You had Earthquake and Typhoon, and even when I started the Monster Factory, there was a gentleman whose head was beginning to get tattooed. As it turns out, that was Bam Bam Bigelow. Whoa. And what happened was, they told me, quite frankly, at the time I was too small to be a wrestler. And I accepted that because they were just monsters even in that ring there in Mount Holly. But then they offered me the opportunity to become a referee, and I took that opportunity. So they came back the next day, and the next day they had me run the ropes. I don't know how long I ran the ropes, but I know the next morning I was black and blue from my armpit down to my thighs. Wow. And I went back the next day, and I believe that's when they knew I was serious. Oh, wow. So you kind of trained in a different era than we're watching wrestling in right now. Uh, do you think that your training it was tougher than what people are going through right now? I believe in some capacity it's as tough as what they're doing now. Um, well, as we go on, you'll learn that it wasn't always just being trained on the ring, and I'll discuss that later. But, I mean, you were lucky if you trained in the ring, and some of the old guys may be able to tell you of a time when they had tire, old tires down with a piece of plywood and a rug over top, and I'll discuss oh. that later. But there was... If you could take a bump on that, you could take a bump on anything. You were you were lucky to be in the ring and take a bump at that point. So it sounds like it was a pretty intensive training there. Um, how do you feel years later, looking back now, 22 years later, that on that training, did it train you to be one of the best? Or I, I believe it, has, especially being a referee, inevitably they would want to have a match. There would be three guys, and they would need a fourth guy. Well, then I would be that fourth guy. That's how I learned how to wrestle. But I also learned how to bump, and I learned how to take the falls because every new move down the pike, it seemed as though I was the lightest one to try it out on. And I was eager, and I was willing to take those risks, and I did. And I'm fortunate enough to say that I did not get hurt, and, and it uh, helped train me to do what I do today without getting hurt. Just a minor mishap in those six. You know, it is funny games until an eye goes out, but uh, that's – you live life you know, as a spectator or a participant, and I choose to be the participant. Okay. Um, Dan, do you have something? I'm sorry. I, I, I was. Uh, Dan Orta has something. He whined the whole beginning part of this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, who was your, your, the first match? Was it against somebody we know, or was it just a. Meh? Well, the first match I had was I believe, I'm going to have to do a little research, but I'm going off the top of my head, was against Chris the Edge Evans. Mm. No, was at, no he's, he was from from, uh, from the Monster Factory, and he would he could mimic Bobby Eaton, because I think I had to, I ended up losing to an Alabama jam off the top rope from him. 
Ow. <laughs> That'll do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was, was there ever a moment in the first I was not first year, but the first the first couple times in the ring was there ever a moment or even in training was there ever a moment where you were like, I, I can't do this. I I, I can't do it, I, I give up or was there always no doubt that's it, I'm staying in this. Actually at one point after I had trained every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. My life was work, gym, train. I did that solid for six months to be a referee. Wow. I had gotten my letters. Uh, I got my EKGs. I've got all my, my referees license, and they will actually be appearing on Facebook soon. Uh, oh, wow. From, from way back, I found them this evening. And uh, what <laughs> had happened is, I had gone out, I had gotten my, my referee's license, so I would go and do some the ring crew, and one of the most notable shows I had done was up at the Niagara Falls Convention Center where we set up a ring for what was then the AWA and NWA working together to compete against the then WWF and oh, wow. what they would have super shows. So yeah. you had the best, which had Lawler, Bachwinkle, the Road Warriors, Ganya from the AWA, and then, of course, you had the Four Horsemen. You had, you had uh, Dusty Rhodes. You had Magnum TA from the NWA, and they were running hard and, and competing head-to-head or trying to, to take it to to Vince McMahon, I believe, senior at the time. No, I'm not sure if it was junior or senior, but he would, they were trying hard to take him on, and you know, I would go up there, I'd bring my gear, hoping that if a referee spot was available, I'd be able to work. Or I'd drive down to Merrill Lynn or, and try to get work down there. And mm, lots of lots of interesting things happened on the road I, that we don't speak of, as I say. <laughs> now, you mentioned refereeing and doing ring tech stuff for, like, big shows like that. What's the biggest match that you were involved with as a ref? I never actually... In 1989, I, I, I'm not certain of the date. At one point, I had been trying. I had written to all the athletic commissions. I had written to promoters. I had sent cover letters from Larry Sharp talking about my training, but I could not get a break. And I really thought at that point it was going to be the end. And then at the end of my first photo album, it has my last match where I had done an outdoor show at the Monster Factory. And I knew it would be continued. I just did not know when. But I got pretty, not so much disgusted, but uh, I was, I guess, disappointed that it was was so hard that no matter how many times I went, no matter how many people I met, that, of, of course, it's who you know, not what you know in the business that ultimately breaks you in. And I just did not know anybody. And to be at the Monster Factory at that time was just not enough. Okay, so uh, you, you're down. You're you're a little depressed. The business is getting to you. Who was there for you? Who was the person that was always on your side and had your back that maybe was like, no, this is what you want to do, Mr. Ulala. This is why you're in the biz. They were your your uh, the wind beneath your wings, as they say. It would have to be me because I guess once it was in my blood, when that brute. Sweet Hanson yelled at me. That was the first shot that I had gotten, and it was there to stay. And I just, I didn't know when, I didn't know how, but I never gave up. I just kept working and working, and I had, 
actually run into a mutual friend who I met in Philly who ultimately in 1988 or 89 ish introduced me. I drove out to Bricktown, New Jersey to meet a Mr. Les Morgan. And at that time, he was with his daughter, Heidi Lee, who was actually wrestling Wendy Rector in the steel cage at Bricktown, New Jersey. Oh, jeez. So I drove out to Bricktown, New Jersey, and this was before the day of a GPS, so the Z knuckleheads out there today, <laughs> God knows, they might still be in Albuquerque now. But, <laughs> but I tell you, you know, you learn, to, you learn in the hurry how to read a map, and you figure out which 95 goes north and south. That's all you need to know. And the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, and you figure it out from there. <laughs> but I, I drove out to Bricktown, New Jersey to meet Les Morgan, and then that was what I re- referred to as part two of my career. Okay, so uh, that's actually a good bookend for where we are right now. Now, uh, Mr. Olala, just one last question. I want to know, looking back on your first couple of years in the business, uh, from training, uh, working your first shows, what do you look back on, and what's your memories from those first couple of years? Oh, all I know is I would not give it up for anything. The memories are so many. There could be the taking of of uh, being paid by Bam Bam Bigelow to take him to the market every Thursday, and he fit into my Volkswagen Rabbit. And let me tell you, it was like Fred Fred Flintstone would be a word. Just seemed to go up on just two wheels sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it it was good. And then training with gentlemen like Tony Hitman Stetson and. Scotty Zabadi, who later went out, who went out to Portland, Oregon, to work with, I believe it was Mr. Owens, and then mm. went on later yeah. to be the man you know today as Raven. Yeah. Yeah. But I was I was there watching him, and I I applaud him for taking the steps it took him, the courage to just take off to the other to the other side of what was our world in the United States here, and you know just just give it a go. Then there was, I mean, there was Charlie Fulton who was there who helped do some training. I was, you know, here's a guy I've seen at the Spectrum sometimes, and now all of a sudden he's in the ring with me. And, of course, meeting Buddy Rogers. I mean, my only regret is I did not have a camera. But, you oh. know, the, but, I mean, it's it was amazing. I mean, Chief Thunder Mountain, I believe the, the, the man had passed away. I never saw a man run so fast after he swallowed five flies <laughs> and were, he took it. He took. They used to put down um, manure, um, you know, like Mike Tech there. Uh, I mean, uh, the manure out in the field. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they would. Um, they would. What would happen is there would be flies galore. I mean, good God, it was bad. And then one day he was working out and he took a bad bump and he inhaled by accident and in came into this big black hole of a mouth of his about five or six flies. I think he swallowed a couple, and he could feel it in his mouth, and then he ran like a little girl outside and started to throw up. <laughs> but the man, he moved, even at 400 pounds. I think he took two <laughs> steps to get out of the ring, and God help anybody in his way. It was it was a good time. It was it was something that it was a time that was different. You know, nobody had had videotape really to do their matches. You know, you really literally drove to wherever you needed to go. Mm. 
you know, I've, I've worked with some midgets out there, the amazing Martini, who my father stood next to me after we were given, we were supposed to give him a ride home. And my dad's like, well, where is this guy? And I was like, my dad, he's right next to you. Mm-hmm. He never even, <laughs> never looked down. Huh? The guy should have kicked Martini, should have kicked him in the shins, I think. <laughs> okay, Mr. Olaf. But, but I got to oh. tell you, it was a good time. I, I just wanted to say I want to thank you. I'm looking forward to more installments of this. We'll work out the details as far as that goes. But um, really, thank thank you for your time. Now, where can people find you, uh, whether it's Facebook or Twitter? Well, you, where- you found me on Twitter because I couldn't take all your little babbling like a little girl. Or, or I tweeted you, <laughs> get the dawn. And then this whole Papa Don thing, you're talking about kicking sand. I see Papa Don at the beach, and he's telling me to watch the tram car, I think. But that's... <laughs> But let me tell you, though, you can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. Um, but you know where else you can find me? on In September, when we have our Toss the Boss about a lumberjack match, when uh, the boss will run out of his running shoes and have to <laughs> not run away like a little girl. Yes, Mr. Cole and I are going to take him to the, to the proverbial shed, and then, and then the rest shall be history. Yes, indeed. Sixteen fans will also be those lumberjacks, so that's very that is exciting. correct. I believe they have to go online and 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 uh, some sort of a raffle or something. I and I wish them the best of luck. But uh, oh, Monsieur Nike is not going to have be fast enough <laughs> <laughs> for that to run away like a little girl. And if that doesn't work, then maybe we'll have to have a little bull rope match. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this, where you're you coming know, God from. God only knows, but yeah. enough is enough with the little balls running away like a little girl. That's for sure. Now, um, oh, la, la, like I said, we'll uh, work on the details here, uh, but I'm very excited about what this series uh, will bring because I think a lot of fans out there want to hear the stories that you bring. Uh, to You're a legend in the business, so I, I think people are very excited like we are. Well, I was glad to be here, and I enjoyed telling this story. Uh, I've oh, God only knows what's going to come up next. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But we look forward to it. But of course you do. I mean, what are you going to do? Listen to to Monsieur Papa Don and Papa John babble on about how he makes <laughs> the best pie and how he is this and how he is that. And let me tell you, he'll cry in a river when he loses his little title. No. You know what I heard though? He beat you in 17 seconds of Olala. That's Oh, uh, you shut your mouth. The guy who says nothing but sneak me. Uh, you, you. Th- oh, he thinks he's so tough. <laughs> All right. Well, let me. He'll get another interruption later. You watch and see. Okay. I, I look forward to another French interruption with you here on the show. It's always a pleasure, and I can't wait to have you back, sir. All right. Olala. <laughs> Oh, the French interruption. Now we're talking, huh? Ooh la la! Woo! I'm the champ! Woo! And now, from uh, New Moon Rising Wrestling, we have the Knight Rider, Robert Knight. Uh, Robert, 
Big, big things coming for New Moon Rising Wrestling. We have a first show is coming. Uh, we have a fan appreciation day, and you have a little bit more to get off your chest. You know, guys, before we get started, I just want to say I thought we were friends, but I've been sitting out here in kit for the last 20 minutes listening to some guy put the Monster Factory over. I'm about ready to take you guys off my Christmas card list. Oh, come on now. That was years ago. Uh, that was the old school Monster Factory. Not this, that it was not it was 20 years it was 22 years ago. Exactly. Like I've always said from the beginning, I I owe my career to Larry Sharp from the beginning. I mean, I have nothing against him even to this day. He's done a lot of great things for me personally. My, my gripe has nothing to do with Larry or the Monster Factory. I'm proud to be a graduate from there. It just has to do with the nonsense going on there now. I was scared for some. Okay, second. so um, now, as far as uh, I'm not sure where I want to go, uh, first of all. Uh, <laughs> I saw on your Twitter you have another problem tonight. Do you, you know, want to would, elaborate on that? Be, uh, it wouldn't be an appearance of the Night Rider if I wasn't riled up about something. You know, it's <laughs> not anything specific this time. It's just um, I think my problem is I've, I've seen a video because we do scout our competition, obviously, and um, as we're getting ready to kick things off with New Moon Rising Wrestling. And once in a blue moon, we do see videos that pop up with, you know, now it's the Monster Factory Pro Wrestling, and they're advertising these guys. I mean, Madman Moose Moretti is one of the guys we're supposed to be excited about. <laughs> I mean, you could I can smell that guy from here, and I live two hours away from the Monster Factory. So if his liver holds up to the first show, <laughs> all the best to him. And, I mean, they're also advertising guys that are also with New Moon Rising. And, again, my comments have don't reflect New Moon Rising Wrestling at all. They're just my opinion. But I think it's time that people take a stand. I mean, it's going to be hard for New Moon Rising or any other promotion to succeed if guys don't stand up for who they're working with. And it it just comes down to guys being marks for themselves to be on any show whatsoever, to give the fans the same match with the same routine, working on any show, instead of taking a stand saying, I'm with this promotion, I want this promotion to succeed. You know, whether you, and I'm not even saying they have to come with us, because if there's somebody that wants to go along with the brainwashing of Dan Cage and stick with the Monster Factory, you know, and live on a brand that has been dead for the past 10 years, that's on them. Um, if they want to come with something new, exciting, and fresh, and guys that are giving them an opportunity to come out and show what they have and be innovative, then they come with Numa Rising Wrestling. But I, I see guys being advertised as going, working on both shows and, you know, there's not much I can say about it. I'm just going to promise people when you come see New Moon Rising Wrestling, you're going to see the Knight Rider Robert Knight. You're going to see a host of other guys who eat, sleep, and breathe New Moon Rising Wrestling, and we want to see it succeed. We want to do everything we can to see it succeed, and if it fails, it fails with us putting our heart and soul into it, not with us working for the Monster Factory and NWS and this promotion and that promotion just to whore ourselves out and be... You know, marks for ourselves is what it is. And, um, you know, I know that we're going to do something big, and I just hope that by the time the shows start rolling around again in September that these guys, you know, decide to be real men and just pick one promotion to work with. Now, is, yeah. the, pl is the plan, if you know, because, um, you know, I'm not sure how much information gets uh, thrown about between you guys, but uh, do you know if uh, – New Moon is looking for a monthly uh, program, or are they going – what exactly is the plan right now for New Moon? Uh, what we're looking to do is we're going to do two shows a month, uh, probably going to be Saturday afternoons, and then every couple of months we're going to have a big uh, Saturday night show. 
So, you know, we're not going to be feeding the guys the same people every week because, you know, every two weeks for the shows because the fans will get tired of that and, you know, it's just not fresh, not original. So you're going to see a mix between, you know, maybe the heavyweight title defending one week, two weeks later the U.S. title. You know, it's going to be a mix of of um, talent for those shows and then the big Saturday night shows are going to be the big, you know, every title in the line, you know, settling scores and the whole big deal. So... That's right now what we're looking to do. I mean, things could change. Of course, we're always looking to spread out and do other cities, other towns all over the place. But from our hub base building, it's going to be two shows a month. Okay, that sounds uh, – that, that, and, of course, when you have your own home base of operation, it makes things like that a lot easier. Exactly, and people get used to it. I think people are going to be really impressed when they see the stuff that's going on with the new building. Um, just as far as the company itself, we're, we are going to be running New Moon Rising Wrestling Proving Grounds, which is an affordable pro wrestling training school where you can get in the ring with guys who have been doing it for the past 10 years, not who have been contemplating a career in comedy and then decided to become a trainer. Um, so, And you can do it for a lot less than what some of the other schools are doing. And you have the opportunity to jump in the ring with the guys of, of New Moon Rising Wrestling, including myself, uh, Jake Bishop, Justin America, Tank Tolan, and the list goes on and on. That that is really interesting too. And uh, I, I spoke with a few of the guys, and they it really is an affordable way. I'm, I'm not going to give out price points or anything like that, but it sounds really an alternative to uh, other local schools. I think so, and I think when people you know see the kind of shows that we're putting on, and um, you know they get to get to know some of the guys again aside from just the promotion that we're doing we have worked for other promotions you know we do have years and years of experience between us and um obviously guys like tank tolan and cliff compton who we stay in touch with uh looking to you know lend us a hand it's guys that who are in touch with the business today and they are going to be able to guide these kids in the right direction now this is the primary purpose of why you come on it is time for some fan mail and the first one a dear old friend as i like to say and it is uh, Yo Night Rider. I'm out here in Branson, Missouri, trying to spread roughneck fever. It's crazy, but whenever I mention New Moon Rising Wrestling, all anyone can say to me is that they are huge fans of Robert Knight. Dude, your popularity is unreal. I hope to get the rub off of you when we do meet in the ring. And when we do, go easy on me, okay? I'm pretty damn old. We all... We, 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 all the way home, a roughneck. Wow, the American roughneck all the way from Missouri. You know, I saw that he, he was out there, Kid was telling me, earlier in the week, um, and I was kind of hoping he would stay out there. But, I mean, if he's getting yeah. to talk to the people and these people are saying that they're fans of mine, I can't say that, you know, I can't say that I'm surprised because the popularity of the Knight Rider, the hero that I am, Mr. Controversy, <laughs> I mean, my popularity is spreading all over the place. An American roughneck, I'm not going to let you get any kind of rub on me. That kind of creeps me out a little bit, like that video of me supposedly <laughs> asleep that you posted a while ago. But this thing's going to happen sooner or later. So, you know, keep sending your fan mail. Keep trying to get on my good side, and maybe we just won't end your career. We'll just give you the beating of a lifetime. Oh, jeez. Um, this next letter, um, I don't I don't know who exactly this is from, but this is a very interesting one, so I'll just read it off the top. Okay. Dear Mr. Knight, please don't make fun of our latest video where we have someone flipping a light switch for special effects. It's the best we could do. And the fact that we don't have New Moon Rising Wrestling's ring anymore is irrelevant. 
We'll get one soon, and when we do, well, you'll see. Sincerely, Monster Factory. Oh, wow. I guess it's nonstop with those guys tonight. I do know that promo that the guy's talking about, though, with the light switch special effects. That was pretty cool. And it reminded me of, you know, when VCRs first came out and stuff in the early 80s. And the problem that I have with that is not even the light switch. It's that the, the guy that they're advertising has a great look. And I don't, I've never even met this guy. He could be the nicest guy in the world. But a couple of weeks earlier, they posted a video of the guy in a match and he's the guy that last week I said that looked like they just pulled him off a truck and put him in the ring. So, I mean, I think they're they're jumping the gun a little bit too much. I don't know if they're nervous about New Moon Rising Wrestling and what we have going on, but to advertise <laughs> a guy that's coming that can't even sell, feed, or bump, and, you know, you're running promos with a guy, I hope that's not a sign of things to come, but maybe I do hope it is because it's just going to make our competition a little bit less. Sorry about the ring, too, by the way, but it's the way they cook the crumble sometimes. <laughs> now, uh, Robert, uh, of course, people can find you on Twitter, and that is uh, Robert Knight underscore. All Still underscore, word. and I'm also I'm now on Instagram at Robert Knight Rider. Kit's got me taking pictures of my journeys and stuff, so Robert Knight Rider on Instagram. Um, and as always, NMRWrestling.com and the New Moon Rising Wrestling group page on Facebook. You That's know, where a lot you, of stuff. Every every once in a blue moon, you'll see guys stop by there too and talk to Captain Dave. So it's it's always a trip. <laughs> I, I was just going to bring up Captain Dave. I was going to say, did you get the tout from him? Because tout is the new thing. So did you get Captain Dave's tout? About I didn't. I, I didn't know that he had one, but I was shocked to find that there actually is a Captain Dave's uh, wrestling review roundup review something <laughs> or other on Facebook. Now he does have 500 fans on that page. So. Maybe people don't understand what he's saying. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, Robert, it's always uh, entertaining, to say the least, when you come on. I look forward to next week, and who knows what we'll uh, discuss then. Uh, Who knows? Hopefully I'll be a little less uh, on the verge of a heart attack next week, but it always seems that when it comes close to showtime, something else comes up that gets me riled up. Maybe you'll see it come and subdued, Robert Knight, next week. But what fun would that be, right? That's true. That is true. But uh, I, I believe it's time for your catchphrase. My catchphrase? That would be, no dues cruise? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. That would have to be, one man can make a difference. <laughs> okay, Robert. I'll, uh, we'll talk next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Oh, my goodness. Best catchphrase in the business. Oh. oh no! It's the second one compared to the first one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my! That's that's gold. I gotta see this match he's referring to. Um, the video he's referring to with the match. I I gotta find this match because that sounds hilarious. It's uh, interesting. Uh, to sounds like least. he described the Kodiak bear. <laughs> hey, you leave the bear alone. Uh, That's a ticket-paying fan. Oh, I know what you're talking about. But, guys, uh, right now we have Hi. We, we have somebody else uh, oh. on, on hold. Uh, it's, of course, Heart uh, Killer. I, I have trouble remembering that he's a heart – not a heartbreaker. He's a heart killer. He's a heart killer. Uh, yeah, he's a heart killer. Uh, so Chris Wilde is on the phone. We're going to discuss uh, the fallout of war games. Now, uh, both of you were there. I, I want your opinions 
on War Games, uh, starting with Mark and then Dan, uh, what you thought about War Games. Starting with Mark. Okay, starting with Dan. Okay, <laughs> starting with Dan. Um, it stinks because I was just going to go with it was pretty hot. But um, the, the turn of events, that whole War Games match uh, was uh, exciting and incredible. I, uh, one, I, the first steel cage match I've ever seen live, and I, it, it was pretty friggin' amazing. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. It, now, how uh, about you, uh, Mark? Uh, really impressed. Really impressed with how uh, it, it's been a while since you've seen a war game, you know, and how well it was executed, how entertaining yes. it was. Yes. Just like you know. It, you have a lot going on inside a steel cage already, and then to add four on four action to it, just I really just uh, and a lot. Yeah, not trying to like, not trying to build up the company, not trying to like, like you know, like be like, oh my god, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But no, it was really a, a pretty crazy match. And then a lot going on outside the ring as well. Absolutely, like cummerbunds and uh, stompings. Now, welcome to the show, Chris. Uh, hey. You're with uh, Dean. You're with, you're with Dan. You're with Mark. It's the whole crew here. Now, uh, one thing I, I, I neglected to bring up, I think through the war games, through this feud with the Blackhearts, you have transformed. You are no longer uh, the Chris Wilde that came into the company of ECWA uh, at the Super 8 match. Uh, you are now man, if you will, a different wrestler. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, uh, before I actually started talking to you guys, I think right around that time is when I uh, was in this, this war with the Blackheart. So you guys really haven't had a chance to see some of my wrestling matches. Um, but I think I've had some really good ones uh, and some really underrated wrestling matches. Um, but as great as they were, you know, I was still – sort of lacking a little bit of confidence, I think. And, uh, you know, the, the war with the Blackhearts kind of brought it out of me, um, you know, because it, it made me realize not only can I wrestle a great match or, uh, you know, entertain with, um, you know, some of the moves I do, but also be in there and, and get pounded and get a beating and see how, you know, how much I could actually take. And that's exactly what the, the Blackheart uh, feud gave me. Okay, now I, w I was just wondering. Now, when you're in that battle, when you have those uh, odds stacked against you, uh, Aiden Chambers is of course uh, handcuffed to the uh, cage. Uh, Papadon is uh, getting brutalized by uh, Bobby Shields. You have a lot going on. Let me Go cut ahead. you off quick. Sure. I've never been beaten up so much as I have the past eight months with the Black Arts. Never. It's one thing to take a suplex or a power bomb or a pile driver in the ring. It's another thing to have, you know, another guy take his fist and try to beat your face in for 30 minutes or uh, run you over with a car or hit you with a kendo stick. Uh, and, you know, that, that's, I think, where the transformation began. I mean, I'm a guy right now that uh, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking there's nothing that another guy can do to me in the ECWA ring that's going to keep me down. Absolutely not, especially after the stuff I've been through with these black arts. But uh, go ahead with what you're, you were saying. Chambers is cuffed, Papadon's in the ring. and 
Yeah, and and basically uh, what happens at that point is uh, you had to resort to fire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it got to that, you know, <laughs> I've had a chance to watch the match back because my, may I tell you what after that, I, I really don't remember a lot of it. Um, and, you know, it, it just got to a point where they were hitting me with, with everything. I mean, you know, you got Chambers uh, handcuffed, Kukoa's handcuffed on the outside, um, Kavanaugh getting choked out by Josh Daniels. And I, I just remember Breaker just hitting me with uh, all sorts of things, baseball bats, chains. And there's actually a couple of uh, pictures up on the ECWA website where he's got this chain wrapped around my neck, and I can just – the blood is pouring out of my forehead and into my eyes. And uh, I can remember feeling the sting from the blood. If, if anybody, if any of you guys have ever been in a fight, never been busted open, um, that, that stinging from the blood that gets into your eyes can really put you at, at another level. And um, I remember, be, I remember being uh, with that chain wrapped around my neck and, and feeling that blood, you know, trickle down into my eyes and then into my mouth. And that, once I got that taste, um, I realized, man, that I, <laughs> I've got it. There's no way that I can just win this without going to an extreme. And, um, you know, they left one too many tricks in their bag, and as soon as I got the chance and the opportunity, the fireball was thrown. Uh, the fireball heard around the world, as I'll it's, say. Now, and, you know, go ahead. Go, go ahead, man. Uh, and, you know, a part of me, uh, you know, kind of is, uh, I'm sorry that I had to come to that. You know, Breaker Morant, um, you know, he's a competitor. Uh, he's a douchebag. Um but he's also a man, you know, and he's got a family and he's got, you know, kids. And I've, uh, you know, seen his kids around shows. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, from what I understand, he doesn't have 100% visibility, you know. And, uh, you know, but it had to come to that, you know. That's why they call it war games. And wars don't just end peacefully. And this one sure the hell didn't. Go ahead, Dan. I believe you had a question. Oh, I I thought I was talking. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, obviously, you had to bring it into the ring, but is the fire something that, like, was it last minute or did I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this there and if I have to use it, I'm, or were you gonna use it regardless based on the beatings you've been taking? Well, let me. Uh, it wasn't the, the fireball wasn't something that I had planned. I had no idea that it was even in the bag. Um, ah. And it, a breaker, as if you remember, you know, uh, my good buddy, the old uh, Joel Goodhart, um, and his band of merry men uh, threw that duffel bag. Oh, they're in. merry, all right. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> threw that duffel bag full of uh, uh, toys into the ring, and uh, as I'm being beaten by Breaker, I just so happened to fall onto the bag, and uh, that was the one thing that they had left in there, and I'm sure it was going to be used against me. So, you know, like I said, it was at that point I'm just. Uh, you know, that's that's men do desperate things, and uh, yeah, and that's that's where I was. I mean, it was do or die, literally, um, at that time. So no, you know, if he had a chainsaw in the bag, I probably would have used that. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's where it could <laughs> uh, That, that would have been interesting. Um, well, I, I, I do want to bring. Go ahead. I, it it wouldn't be uh, out of the normal for um, Delaware. <laughs> You know? No, I was going to say, it pretty much fits. I've never seen something like that before. <laughs> um, 
Papadon uh, came out in your favor. Uh, obviously, we know later on um, didn't quite go the way you had planned. Um, is this? Did he come out on his own for the company? Did you guys talk before the match? Um, what happened with that whole situation? Uh, I had no idea. Uh, we were actually told in the back. Uh, you know, here you got, you got Mike Tartaglia running around in the back. Uh, you know, saying there's going to be another guy. There's going to be another guy. I don't trust Mike as far as I can throw him. Um, so I had no idea what was going to happen. I was hoping, uh, you know, for maybe ECWA original or somebody that of that nature. Um, I remember hearing Papadon's music <coughs> or seeing him come to the ring. Oh, and uh, at that point I knew, man, this isn't going to be good. I mean, I was a little bit relieved because it gave us an extra guy, but and something just sat in my stomach said, this is not going to turn out well. Mm. And lo and behold, what I thought came yeah. to fruition. So you talked about the... I was going to say, you've got to understand something about uh, about Papadon. You know, I'm not going to sit here. I could, I could sit here and, and disrespect him, um, but I'm not going to do that. He is... Absolutely one of the greatest wrestlers uh, on the scene today. Uh, I mean, he's 20-0 in ECWA. He's had some of the best matches, um, that I mean, anywhere at any company. And that just isn't good enough for him. Uh, Pavon has an ego. He's selfish. Um, you know, I've sitting here and uh, listened to, <laughs> regretfully, uh, some of the interviews that he's done on here with you guys. And, you know, he... It's irritated me that he likes to say that he has brought up ECWA. It's risen from the ashes like a phoenix, and uh, he's the one to have brought it to, you know, where it is right now. And it's like, dude, you know, you live in this fantasy world, man. Uh, you know, I don't know what kind of opinions you guys have about the, the other rosters that Jim had in here before, you know, Mike and Joe took over, but... Let's face it, ECWA was always the place to be, always. It never stopped being that. From the last day that Jim was there, he had guys begging to get into the door. Um, so it's always the place to be, you know. And, not, and, look, and I'm not saying that it's not hotter than it's ever been. I think Joe and Mike have, you know, worked their asses off to, uh, to put this roster together, and all the boys work hard to make it, uh, I think, you know, one of the top companies, if not the top company, in, in the United States. Um, but ECWA was always the place to be. And if anything, if anything, it's ECWA that brought Papadon from the ashes. Because, look, man, you know, again, he's an amazing wrestler. But nobody south of New York knew what a Papadon was before he came to ECWA. And like I said, I live in the real world. I live in the real world. Nobody knew who a Chris Wilde was before the ECWA. Hell, I don't even know if anyone know, knows what a Chris Wilde is now. <laughs> after War Games, they should. And after September 15th, I can guarantee you they will. But ECWA is on the map. And, I mean, you know, a lot of other guys can come on here and tell you the same thing. Uh, Kakoa, Fusion, you know, this has always been the place to be. We've, we've all worked hard to bring it to where it is. But, you know, don't get me wrong, dude. You are an amazing wrestler, and that's what you should be known as, not this uh, 
egomaniac that you showed yourself to be at War Games because you made War Games not about the ECWA, but about you, the company that gave you the opportunity to be what you are, to show the world how great you are. You stabbed in the back um, when you showed your true colors. Okay. Uh, do either of you two have a question for Chris? We're having a little bit of trouble behind the scenes. I just want to make that yeah, clear. Yeah. Go um, ahead, Mark. So you talked about the violence in the match. You talked about the chains and the fire and all of this. Tell me about the guy you were before the match as opposed to the guy you are now. Like, what is the difference in Chris Wilde? Uh, this this Chris Wilde compared to the one before the War Games match, I kind of see things in a different light now uh, to the point to where, you know, I've been to hell. I've I've seen the worst of the worst. Um, and there's, you know, anytime you you get into the ring, if you're a performer in this business, uh, you always have a certain fear of the unknown. And I think that once you take away that fear, that you make, you become a little bit more dangerous. And then that, that's where I'm at, man. Like, you know, I saw it all at war games. And right now, I mean, I'm to the point where it's nothing's going to stop me. The Chris Wilde before the match, um, you know, might not be sitting here as confident as I am now, but, Having been through that, having tasted my own blood, having been beaten into a, a pool of my own blood, I'm angry. I'm not going to lie. I'm very angry. Um, but at the same time, I think that that anger has uh, kind of fueled my passion and, um, you know, uh, lit my fire a little bit more than it ever was. Now, again, I have seen you in the last... 60 days, take two hell of be- hell of a beating. Well, that didn't make any sense, but you know what I was going with it. I've seen you it. get your butt kicked. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was easier for me to say. Do you, you think, I know your mind, you sound like you're physically and mentally ready. Do you think you are physically going to be able to compete with Papadon? I mean, we can say all we want about what's going on, but he's on a roll. Absolutely. Um, man, I, I've taken a lot of punishment. There's, that's no lie over um, the past couple months, and my body has too. But, again, I've seen uh, that my, where my limits are with my body. I don't think nah. there is any. I'm tra- honestly, I'm training uh, the hardest I've ever trained um, right now. Uh, you know, I think physically the beatings that I've taken have, uh, you know, in a twisted way uh, made me stronger. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm going to be more ready and more determined on September 15th than I ever have in my life. This isn't just, you know, like, so, uh, I know this is a family uh, thing, but there's no other way I could say this. this. This isn't a bullshit, like, angle here. This isn't, you know, um, me just trying to get over the September 15th show. Being ECWA champion has been my dream since a teenager. You know, hey, I've no disrespect to the TWA Heavyweight Championship because I sit here with it now. Um you know, I have a lot of respect, and being the TWA champion has brought me to levels I've never been. But the ECWA title is one of the things I've always clamored for. It's always been a dream of mine. And, uh, you know, in, in a weird way, what Papadon did to me opened the door and uh, swung the gates wide open for me to get the second chance at this belt. And, you know, it's something I'm not going to let just go by. Now, 
one thing we did lo- overlook, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, we are. This is a unification match, is it not? Correct. All right. See, this there's more on the line than just the ECWA Championship. This is a major, major title match that we're going to be having here in, in, on September 14th. This is something that everybody has kind of talked about behind the scenes. You know, there can only be one champion. Um, you know, when are they going to, to unify these titles? And, you know, I honestly planned on, on uh, defending the TWA Heavyweight Championship and bringing it to um, to levels that it's never been before. Uh, unfortunately, you know, for Papadon, <laughs> he uh, brought the demon out, and, and now there can only be one. So uh, because of his ego, you know, there's going to be one champion. And I'm telling you right now, uh, if you thought you've seen – a war before you have not seen anything. There's nothing yeah. that I won't do to. Uh, and and let me tell you, it's it's this has become personal as well. So uh, there's nothing I won't do to uh, to prove myself to him. Okay, and that is September 15th at the Greater Newark uh, Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Chris, where can people find you uh, if they want to interact with you? Um, at the Chris Wild, the Chris Wild on um, Twitter. Also, I've got a Facebook account, a uh, Facebook fan page. Um, to check out videos of your new favorite wrestler, you can go to YouTube.com, and I have a channel there. It's Chris Wild One 2012. Um, and, man, I, you know, check check some of the stuff out. I've, I've had a lot of great matches on there. You know, a lot of people talk about some of the matches that Papadon's had. I think I've had some pretty good ones as well. Um, promos that apparently suck you can uh, also find on there. And uh, a lot of other goodies. <laughs> okay, so uh, September fifteenth, the score will be settled. Um, yeah. It's it's very exciting. Uh, it's the forty fifth anniversary show too, so uh, big night and probably one of the biggest main events in ECWA history. So good luck coming up September fifteenth. I want to get you back on before that, probably the week right before, uh, but we'll talk off air about that. But uh, if I could have some clo- a closing, uh, oh definitely. Thing. Look, man, I know that Papadon's listening or is going to listen, uh, even though he's not going to admit it. Um, and the thing is, you know, this – what he's done, he's he's uh, he's opened up something that, that he, he can't take back. Um, you know, again, Papadon's going to come on here. He's going to make fun of my uh, promos or, you know, talk about how great he is. It's going to be another episode of, uh, you know – a big fat Greek ego um, with Papadon, uh, but you know this this isn't about promos or whatever he wants to talk about. This he's made it personal, and unlike every other guy that he's wrestled the past two years in ECWA, none of them. It's always it's all been business with them. They've come in, they get their paycheck, they leave. You've made it personal with me, and I'm telling you right now, you overlooked that. You're going to be leaving September 15th, but not just without that title, but a lesser man than you are now. And that's right. You're not a god. You're a man. Everybody, that's all I have to say. Cool, we killed the power. Did you see? The power died when we came out because we took so much energy. We zapped the power from the building. That's how cool we are. It's true. It's true. The power just, boom, right out. Not only did it go out, but if I, I remember, you, yep, you clapped, clapped it right it back, back on. on. I clap it on. Hello, Mr. Burgundy. How are you? Oh, Mr. Saigon, I'm doing great. Help How are you, sir? I don't know, but I could tell you a few other things. But uh, I'm going to tell you this. It smelled like pure gasoline in there. 
I, I believe it. I believe it. you guys. You know, you tore it down so badly that oh, it was yeah. all. You know, right. you were putting all the fire out. All, all the fire. Yo, are you excited for the new Anchorman? I am excited. I am. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally. Excited. All I want to know though is why you two did not have a starring role in the new Anchorman movie. Oh, that's 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 I'm reserved a, for I'm another movie. Racism. Do you see any Asians in the movie? That is true. That is true. I haven't seen any Asians. They weren't a really big deal in that in that time period, unfortunately. That's the problem. Are you talking about Bruce Lee? Touche. Yeah, touche. Yeah, but is he really Asian? I mean... Yeah. yeah he's, he's got the slanted eyes, the yellow skin, and the black hair. Yeah, but uh, he's not even... Bruce Lee wasn't human. Bruce Lee was not from this planet. Uh, this he was that... His last name was Lee. He was just too awesome his to be from this planet. He was too awesome to be from this planet. It might have been his middle name. Every movie he was in was something dragon. He needed a... <laughs> Hello? That is true. You do have a dragon right here. You just don't want to be Asian. Look at all these Asian tattoos he has on. You're just jealous because although I'm a wannabe Asian, I'm a better Asian than you. I mean, what do you think, though? With the height thing, do you think you kind of don't qualify because your height for being Asian? No, I think the lack of slanted eyes is the lack of Asian. About 4 a.m. in the morning, they're slanted. But it basically goes away after two cups of coffee. Well, no. This is never making air. Sure it will. People that know us know this is our stick. This is what we do. Follow us on Twitter. It's worse than this. I don't even think it's a stick. I just... I think it's just not being mad. It's just I mean, us. It's just, that episode was just you guys. That's, see, that's, like, that's just us being us. It's that was Dangerous thing. Dan Law throwing in his uh, two cents. Oh, oh, uh, more, more like five dollars, you know, oh, five dollars. On a shoot, Dangerous Dan Law, I just learned his mom lives in the same town as me. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Cherry Hill guy? No, 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 no. He's, His mom lives in Tuckerton. Oh. I used to see her around where I used to go to work. Sorry. Well, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> Huge. Wow, your shoot. mom went to the, to the Chinese takeout a lot, huh? <laughs> she did. My mom is white. <laughs> Talking about his mom. Oh, his mom is white. You said you saw. You said you definitely white. You said you saw her at your job a lot, so I'm assuming she ordered a lot of takeout. I don't know. It was all. It was all order up, gentlemen. Right. All right, let me get this thing back on the rails real yes, fast. Sir, I'm sorry. I'm before sorry. this thing goes completely awesome. crashing. So what's next, guys? You know, how you feeling after the big victory? What's hey. next? You know, what do you, what do you, give me your thoughts. Give I, don't, it to me, guys. I don't know. My jaw kind of hurts because somebody miscued and booted me in the face. Sorry. Oops. 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 That, was, that, was, that was our bad. You know, I, I, I gave him the push. Yeah. My bad. Nonetheless, like I said it at the end of the match, Zanoli, bring him bigger, bring him badder. It doesn't matter. Blackheart decided to start a fight with me earlier this week, and guess what? Again, we're on the one side that nobody's on, our own. We're not on anybody's side. We're not here for Team ECWA. We're not here for Blackheart. We're not here for any against them. We're here for competition. We're the champs. That doesn't make us the best. Being the champs means we want to be even better than everybody else. Yeah. And that only goes by the level of competition they bring. So, Blackheart, bring it. Joe. Bring it. We have allegiance to no one but ourselves. The true believers follow us because they see what we've brought back to the table, and that is wrestling. Not gimmicks. No fringes. Nothing needed. We come in, we wrestle, we kick ass, and we do it better than any other team here. So keep bringing them. Keep bringing them. We're going to keep chewing them up and spitting them out. I never went to wrestling school. I was a backyarder who one day made it big. You are big. You are definitely big. You know, you got the muscles for the size of my head. Godzilla. And not to Godzilla. mention your, your skills, though, so, you know, you're there. They're there. They're I there. Think, um, I watch a lot of TV, and I can imitate it. That's, I expect a special announcement from you guys in the near future. I, I feel it. I'm feeling confident. Oh, I, 
I'm not gonna Something, say anything there, I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm we appreciate the believers. I, I am a believer. I am like definitely a believer. And on, on a straight shoot again, you guys were so phenomenal in all of that. And just right now, we just got to see where it turns out. You know, where I, it goes. I'm telling you, I feel it. I feel my core. Something good's gonna happen. On a side note. Come down, make sure you're here at ECWA shows, watch the shows, watch Ring of Honor in the next week or two because you might see a particular familiar team oh, oh, wrestling, oh. wrestling's greatest tag team on an upcoming episode of Ring of Honor. I don't remember. Fusion Diaz. Ooh, excuse me. Ooh, man. Man, allergies. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's better with Fusion Diaz. Oh, man. It's, it's going around. Right allergies. Can someone get the Benadryl out here? It's, it's contagious. Very. Uh, uh, We're contagious. <laughs> you guys are contagious. Real quick, though, let me just say, real fast, who you guys always listen to every Wednesday night to 9.30? Hell on a Snow Radio. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, sorry. Oh. After the Big Penny, 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 but Penny, you can Penny, listen. Penny. Where can you listen to? Besides it's live, you can also listen to... ITunes. 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 Hell on a Cell Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. See, I listen to, from Blog Talk Radio. I don't know about the iTunes. I'm but you don't have to listen to it live. You can listen to it anytime. Just, it up. just listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to Hell in a Cell Radio. Listen to me. Don't listen Foley to him. Foley would be happy with that cheap plug right Confucius there. say, listen to Hell in a Cell Radio. If you want to be Asian, I'm out of here. I was talking for you, facetiously. I think I used that word con- completely incorrectly. That's okay. But anyway, I'm not the smart one. I'm the good-looking one. You guys keep doing what we're doing, and we'll keep doing it for you. Excellent. All right, so we're making a run for it. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, welcome back. We had a little bit of uh, some. I uh, forgot to pay. Th- I forgot to pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Us, uh, but anyway, we're back. We're better than ever. <laughs> Those uh, guys are that fantastic. Was, that was Fusion DS, of course. Uh, they'll be here next week. Um, after we have the boss here as well next week. I mean, those guys are so much fun. I'm looking forward to that interview. <sighs> as am I, but we have an interview right now, guys. Dun, dun, dun. I uh, was talking to him through Twitter, telling him to hang on, please. Thank God for that. <laughs> but right now I'm going to bring on, uh, with no fanfare whatsoever, he doesn't need any. It's oh, He's that good. Oh, it's from Magnum's Modeling Agency. It's none other than Ricky the model Martinez. Ricky, welcome to Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm a little upset, actually. A little upset. Uh, elaborate a little. Listen, you got Ricky the model Martinez on Hell in a Cell Radio, <laughs> and as good looking as I am, I've been on hold for the past 15 minutes. Oh, boy. I you need some kind of explanation for that. Well, uh, I blame Chris Wilde for crashing Skype. Uh, I was going to blame Flock Talk Radio for being so reliable. I was going to blame us for wearing T-shirts to the beach and him being much prettier than us. It's ridiculous. <laughs> let's, let's let's move on. Let's move on. I'm over it. i got a bottle of crystal with my name on it. I'm going ready to party. Okay. Now, Ricky, I just wanted to know a very basic question to start out. Uh, where did you get your start? Where did you train? Uh, that sort of thing. Well, um, I'm sure you're familiar with hashtag future of the business, I, which I consists am. of oh, yes. myself, K-Cola, the Flying Hawaiian, a man by the name of Chad Evans, and Bill the Benchmark Daily. My training was completed by Mr. Bill the Benchmark Daily. He made me the superstar that I am today, of course. Okay, very well. Now, moving on, you're you're, you're a pretty big deal in ECWA. And yeah. I think that deal is getting bigger as time moves on. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, look at me. Can you blame me? I am what I say I am. I'm the future of the business. I'm young, I'm talented, and I'm hungry. And when I set my eyes on something, I'm going to get it. 
Very well. Now, recently you've been aligned not only with Magnum's uh, modeling agency, but you've also been aligned with the boss, Mike Tartaglia. Now, how did all that get started? <laughs> the boss. The boss is a very good friend of mine, very good friend. We go way back. We get our nail do- nails done together. We get our hair done together. We're like two peas in a pot. He gave me the opportunity that I dreamed of to be part of the ECWA roster. And now all I'm doing is returning a favor for a friend. Okay, go. We're a perfect match. Come on, look at us. The boss and the model. doesn't get better than that. I, I'd agree with that. Mark, go ahead. So being friends with the boss, uh, what kind of perks does that bring about for your career? You don't worry about that. The only <laughs> well, perks I need are my good looks and my amazing muscles. I mean, have you seen You've been to a show. You've seen me. All the perks I need stay at 5'11 and 200 pounds, baby. That's it. All right. Those so, are my perks. You're a good-looking guy. You're well-built. You're well-established in the ring. Uh, do you have your eyes set on any certain opponent? Oh, oh, do I? Do I? First of all, let me start off with Cole Calloway. Yeah, yeah. He's start with that a, guy. He's been a thorn in my side for the past few months. And come September, at the anniversary show, that's a thorn I'm going to take out of my side. Him and his goofiness and his YMCA and his ridiculous bright colors and all the kissing and dancing. I'm done with it. The fun and games are over. He got lucky once. I redeemed myself. Come September, I finished the job, and I put Cole Calloway away for good. You know, I saw Cole Calloway with some Chick-fil-A. I don't know. Some what? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go there. I'm just saying, uh, I, I think I saw him with oh, a no. Chick-fil-A shake. That's all I'm woof. saying. Woof. Woof, indeed. Hashtag woof, if you know what Hashtag I'm saying. Hashtag woof. Now, you also, uh, coming up at Carney's Point, you have a big eight-man tag team match. It's kind of like uh, you got a robot in there. You got – what's going on with that one? You know what? I, you know, I, I follow the boss's orders. The boss wants backup. I'm his backup. He's got a few thorns in his side. I'm going to have his back and take those thorns out. The robot, I, I, I got nothing. I guess I'm going to have to beat him down. Mr. Lala, that guy, don't even get me started on him. That guy's over the hill and way past his prime. And don't get me wrong, I get it. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a mid champion. But you know what? After a while, I'm going to end up taking that title. And Mr. Lala is going to be rolling down that very hill he's on top of. There you go. So uh, you're, you don't seem too concerned with these upcoming battles you have. That's not that I'm concerned, Dean. It's come on, look at me. Do I look like I have anything to worry about? <laughs> Good point. I'm the, I future, can't I'm, say... the, I'm the future of the business, baby. Now, how old are you? It Can all I comes ask naturally. That? I'm 23 years young. 23? You do have a very bright future ahead of you, sir. Oh, I got miles ahead of me, brother. Miles and miles now. Mark, do you have miles. anything uh, for the model here? Now, you mentioned Mr. Uwala. Uh, how do you think a match between you and him would go? I mean, he's got all that ring experience, but you're a fresh, young talent. What what happens when those two collide? You said it all, my friend. It has nothing to do with one or the other. What it comes down to is when any man, veteran, rookie, or in between, when he steps in the ring with someone who's part of hashtag future of the business, bad things happen to that other person. And if that person just happens to be Mr. Ooh La La, then <laughs> hashtag wolf for him. 
Hashtag. Well, so I, I, I really can't say it any better than that. Now, the one question I do have, you're also a big deal in another uh, promotion. Uh, I forget the name off the top of my head. Uh, but recently you had a little bit of trouble there uh, with a fan. Uh, yes, yes, yes. If you want to talk uh, about it, you don't have to. No, you know what? I'll put it out there. You know, people have been asking me a lot about it. Um, I've yet to even issue a statement. So actually, this is the first time uh, I'm addressing this issue with you. Um, awesome. The set you're referring to is uh, Elite Wrestling, which I am their heavyweight champion there. Um, long story short, a dirty, disgusting Walmart shopping fan decided to interject <laughs> in my match and legitimately punch me in the face and almost permanently ruined my good looks. He did temporarily. He did knock a tooth out. But being Ricky the Model Martinez and having endless amounts of money, I went and I got that fixed within 72 hours. Um, but that just shows a lack of respect that uh, the fans have for me. You know, you go out there, you give your all, um, great performance. I'm the champion defending my title, regardless of how I win it or defend it. The man has no business putting his hands on me. That dirty, disgusting, Walmart shopping, toothless, trailer park piece of trash. By the way, I'm pressing charges. But, oh, yeah, that's pretty much how that went down. He had no business touching me, whether he was intoxicated or whatever the case may be. He got overzealous, or maybe he just hated me that much. Um, I like to call that hashtag over. But, uh, <laughs> job well done, I'd do? say. Yeah, job well done if do? he hated you that much. Uh, now, Apparently. going along with that, does it concern you now uh, at ECWA, the 45th anniversary show, uh, with – the fans. The fans are going to be lumberjacks. Now, are you a little bit concerned? Yeah, you, you know what? I, I'm not going to lie. That concerns me because I, I don't do well with fan interaction. Uh, that, that's no secret. But I'm going to put my trust in the boss and the fact that he knows what he's doing and he's going to be – I know he's going to be the reliable partner that he is, and he's going to have my back. And all those dirty, disgusting, out of shape, smelly, unemployed Walmart shopping dirtbags aren't going to touch me as long as the boss is around. So I got that going in the back of my head. And if they do, I am fully entitled. And, hey, listen, I've checked. I've, I've done my research. I'm entitled to defend myself. So if they touch me, I'm kicking them in the throat. Now, can, can I just make a, a, a helpful suggestion? Um, I, I know you don't need advice from, you know, a peon like me, but just bear with me while I say maybe you should put something in the contract that uh, those Walmart shopping mouth breathers should have to wear some gloves as not to get their germs all over your sensitive model skin. Listen, listen, if it were up to me, all those idiots would be behind the barricade where they belong. But Joel Zanold decided to stick his nose where it didn't belong and interject these fans. So if I had it my way, they'd be on the other side. But unfortunately, Ricky the Model Martinez, believe it or not, he doesn't always get his way, contrary to popular belief. So I'm just going to deal with it because I am future the business and I'm going to get through it. And me and the boss are going to earn that victory, regardless Hashtag of the fans. Now, huh. one other question I do have. Um, it's not really a question, though. It's a statement. Uh, there certainly are at Newark, Delaware, certainly are a, a, a lot of those Walmart shoppers that you speak of. Yeah. Woof. There are a lot of them. <laughs> and I'm not happy about it, Dean. I'm not happy. I mean, look at me. Come on. They should be they should be happy that I am gracing them with my presence, breathing the same air as me. Just being in being in my presence alone. They should be grateful. What do they do? I go out there and pour my heart, soul, and hair gel that strips from my hair in that ring and they boom. They disrespect me. So you know what? Screw the fans. Forget them. I don't need them. I'm gonna get to the top, regardless of what the fans think of me. Now, one piece of this puzzle, uh, getting to the top, the K-Cup coming up in October, 
uh, you and your uh, on-again, off-again partner, Danny E, are uh, in that match. Is that yes, exciting for you? Is, is that very Go ahead. I, I, I'm very excited. I mean, Danny, Danny is a very good friend of mine, one of the greatest tag team partners I've ever had in my short career. Um, he's apparently doing big things. I know you know he was at the uh, No Way Out pay-per-view, and he's there for a reason. He's talented, and his talents, along with my talents, me being hashtag future business, we're pretty much going to breeze through the K-Cup and go to the top. And uh, uh, Pat Chance, what, Fusion DS? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Now- now, Mark, go ahead. Okay, so uh, the, the ECWA show is coming up. We've got uh, a couple of people in there, and you love your hashtags. So uh, what if I name someone that's going to be involved in the match and you give them a hashtag? You're going to name someone involved in the match and you're going to give me a hashtag? Yeah, like let's say I go, I go uh, the boss. What would you hashtag the boss? Hashtag buddy. Okay, hashtag. <laughs> I like this game. Let's, let's do this. What would you hashtag Cole Calloway? Ooh. <laughs> hashtag Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and finally, what would you hashtag Mr. Ulala? Oh. <laughs> hashtag over the hill. Hashtag Walmart. Hashtag one day I'm taking your title, old man. Hashtag wolf. <laughs> I couldn't say any better. Now, Ricky, it was uh, certainly an honor to be graced by your presence. Uh, I know. I, I, you're welcome. I, I, and I, I have to get the feedback to uh, Gus Grand over this and uh, Magnum, of course, because there was a there was a sizable fee to book you tonight. Yeah, there there is. There so, is. and uh, I, I appreciate the generous uh, generous paycheck yeah, I'm getting. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Ricky, uh, now if if one of those Walmart mouth breathers want to follow you, uh, where can they follow your career? Oh, they can follow me at Ricky Model Pro. Hashtag future of the business. I couldn't say it better. So uh, good luck coming up against uh, those mouth breathers. Uh, there's going to be 16 of them. Uh, oh, plus God, Cole I'm Calloway. Need luck these Walmart shoppers. <laughs> plus Whoa. Cole Calloway and Mr. Olala. So you got your you got your hands filled. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Okay. Well, good luck coming up. And uh, with a partner like the boss, I think you'll do just fine. I think so too. All right. All right. It was a pleasure, and you have a great rest of the evening. Hey, thanks for having me. You too. All right. So that was Ricky the Model Martinez. <laughs> hashtag awesome. Yeah, hashtag yep. awesome. I'll ECWA. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so future of the business. Hashtag right there. Uh, wow. Hashtag. That was, hashtag. That, a lot of hashtags, uh, but, you know, especially with Mark there toward the end. But Wow. Uh, Mark is full of hashtags. Uh, I, think, uh, I think one of our friends is on the line. I'm going to bring them on right now. Now, caller, state your name and where are you calling from? Caller, state your name. It's what your parents gave you. And where are you calling from? Okay. I guess uh, someone got a little shy or they put their phone down uh, as they use the laboratory. I'll try to get them back on. Hashtag Uh, awkward. Hashtag, 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 awesome. <laughs> hashtag fail, maybe. Hashtag <laughs> epic fail. Now oh. I'm going to bring on hashtag announcement. I'm I'm going to bring on uh, now Ryan. He went to uh, uh, Jersey All Pro Wrestling with me this past weekend, and very briefly, uh, are you there, Ryan? I'm here. All right, now Ryan, I really just want to talk about a couple of matches. I don't want to go over the whole thing. 
now, the first match I'm going to talk about is Mia Yim taking on Kimberly. Uh, we saw a lot out of both uh, women. What do you think about that match and that feud that apparently will still continue? I have to say, first off, very impressed. It was the first time seeing Mia Yim. We've seen Kimber a bunch of times. And Mia really impressed me. She was awesome in the ring. And, Apparently, uh, very, yeah, she was a jumping uh, guillotine choke. Uh, very impressed with that. That was very impressive. I, I have to say, I am excited. What was it, September 8th this next show? To see the feud continue? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it's actually signed on September 8th, but the feud is continuing uh, within uh, Jersey Shore Championship Wrestling. I'm not sure. It hasn't been announced yet if there will be a rematch. Well, from what I had heard, no, that could be happening. So hopefully that's the case. That could be the case. Uh, now, also, I want to talk about Bandito Jr., of course, winning the Division Two championship. I have to say, you know, it was a great match. Uh, even though I got, you know, abused pretty badly by uh, referee and uh, wrestler alike. So, you know, but I thought it was a great match. Actually, I'm not, you know, a certain other person who likes to uh, scream out things at wrestlers that gets them really angry and maybe junk in their face, but... You know, right. I'm not that bad, but it was a great match nonetheless. Great match nonetheless. Uh, I think Dan took offense at that comment. Well, no, then I realized that I wasn't the other person that he was really mentioning. No, and... no, not, you're not the other person I was referring to. Oh, oh, a friend of the show, shall we say. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, that match uh, in, it also involved Josh Daniels. It involved uh, Dixie. So a uh, very good match and a very good uh, inaugural show. They did have a show last year, but they're they're really uh, getting behind this idea. Um, big things to come from Jersey Shore Championship Wrestling. What do you think about the overall product that you saw that night, Ryan? I liked it. I thought they put out a really good thing. Like I'm a big fan of Josh Daniels. I mean, that was the first time really getting to see him highlighted. He was great. Dixie, that was the first time I saw him, and I heard good things going in. I was very impressed. And, of course, Bandito, we already know, is, is just Friggin' awesome. Am I allowed to say friggin'? I hope I am. Uh, he's awesome. And, um, you know, I just think overall, it was a really good product. I'm excited. It, we decided to take a shot on it, and I was very glad we decided to take a shot on that one. And we already have tickets for the next show, so it's uh, I think it's uh, big things are coming for him. Now, uh, I do want to, and this isn't for you, Ryan, but I do want to make an announcement. Uh, Joe Zanoli did uh, let me know that there are some big things coming. Now, we, of course, have September 15th coming up. Uh, that is, of course, at the Greater Newark Boys and Girls Club. We also have uh, three shows. That's right, three shows in October. Three. Three. October 6th, that's, of course, the K-Cup. The 13th um, is going to be at Carney's Point. The 20th is going to be at Sports and More in Deptford. Woohoo! December 1st, not sure where it is, but uh, possibly more things to be announced. Big things are coming. That was the text I received from Joe Zanoli. He wanted me to announce it here on Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. So, uh, uh, see, we use that uh, classic thing of waiting until the show ends and then uh, making big announcements. That's what we do here at Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. But, Dan, quiet. Quiet. <laughs> but, uh... So, big things, like I said, September 15th, of course, the 45th anniversary show. Hashtag don't care. Yeah, but three big, big shows in October. Uh, So, three weeks coming in October. Uh, Dan, Ryan, Mark, uh, we'll have Omega on in a second. What do you guys think about all these shows uh, coming from uh, one of the best independent promotions out there? Hashtag truly fabulous. 
I have to agree with Dan. I mean, you just put it perfectly. You said one of the best independents out there, and you're absolutely correct. They are one of the best. And to get three shows within one month is just going to be amazingly fun. And and in all seriousness, I think um, they will do well at all three. I think they have enough momentum right now that <laughs> that uh, I'm speechless. I'm sorry, I can't put words together. Absolutely speechless. Absolutely. No, I'm just saying that they're on a roll at <laughs> at a point to the right now. I was reading Mark's text and <laughs> so I lost my train of thought. I like that I don't have to leave to go to that weird state Delaware to go see yeah, CWA. Exactly. I'd rather travel all the way up to South Jersey where I was born and raised. I'm like, I don't need this. a shower after that. Oh, oh, my goodness. No, I mean, I mean, and I don't have to be yelled at for putting an E in Delaware. <laughs> well, regardless. Uh, and I don't have to sit next to people who don't like that I actually interact at a wrestling play. Heaven forbid That's we true. do that. That's true. Heaven, heaven forbid we do that. We don't want to ruin your very quiet wrestling experience. Sit in the library, you know. In the library. And sitting there going, ah. Now, well, Ryan, uh, this is for Ryan. Uh, we have, apparently, uh, we're going to be part of DWF show yet again. We, of course, did commentary for their last show, Red, White, Black, and Blue. Sure, that'll go solid. It did. It really did. Um, we worked with uh, a, a, a consummate professional in John Solo. Um, <laughs> Ryan, shut up. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, can, sorry. I, I cannot say enough good things about John Solo or his air horns. Uh, but hashtag shut up, right now. Hashtag use a typewriter. He didn't today. I, I'm very happy about that. Now, uh, so we're going to be working commentary at the next show. Uh, we're going to be joined by Salamander Jones, who is legendary in my mind. Anybody with a Salamander Jones, he's legendary in the beard department. That dude's owning it. That is legendary. <laughs> he is owning it with the beard. So. Uh, Ryan, what do you got to say about DWF? And we have another opportunity to offer our commentary expertise, if you will. Uh, well, let, first things first, let's get one thing correct, correct here. You will be offering your expertise. I will be offering my novice needs a lot of Bring your laptop. Yes. Yeah. I'll make sure no, 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 you. No. I'm going to go nice and loud on the typing there. Good. Hashtag yeah. <laughs> cough, cough, cough. <laughs> Hashtag carpal tunnel. There you go. Hashtag enough with the hashtags. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't done to death really enough. One more. It's hashtag Garth Vader heavy breathing. It <laughs> <laughs> goes for all of us, though, doesn't it? Hashtag show up. <laughs> oh, no. Now we're getting, we're getting a little <laughs> out of control. Let me, let me hey, wait a minute. Let, let Ryan finish his uh, statement so we can move on uh, to some wrestling news. Go ahead. With DWF, right. it was a great show. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I think it'll be a good time. Especially working go. with Salamander, that's going to be just a free, uh, just an amazing experience for us. It certainly will. It certainly will. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, great that you have an opportunity to do these things uh, at this point uh, because you do so much behind the scenes. Uh, thank you publicly on air uh, for what you do. Uh, but I got to go. I got to let you go. I've got. I got to be an asshole again. So uh, you, uh, have a, <laughs> you have a great well, rest of the night. I'm staying on and listening to the rest of the show. That's all I'm saying. I'm staying on and listening. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put you on. Uh, I'll put you on hold then. How's that? Thank you. I appreciate that. He uh, does. 
work his butt off when we go to these events, man. You know what he he, he runs around after the, the wrestlers after the show he does the interviews. That man works his tail off. But after the Jersey Shore show, he was in there for another half hour. Uh, a guy yelled at him, said, "Get out, you!" But he already talked to uh, Fat Frank, the promoter, and Ryan with balls the size of uh, grapefruits, turns to the guy and says, hey, it's okay with Frank. And the guy looks at Frank and says, is this okay? And he goes, yeah, yeah, he's good, he's good, he does a podcast. Boom! Well, there you go. Well, then the other asshole, oh, whoops, well, anyway, he said the S word, all right. The other douche canoe can just shut up then. Exactly, so... uh, How do you spell canoe? Uh, Not the way you spelled it. Thank you! (laughs) Okay, thank you. Omega for the rescue. Now, Omega Squad, you've, of course, been with us uh, in 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 the chat here. Uh, I want to talk about some uh, some UFC news, some uh, WWE news. Now, first, uh, this is a bit of a spoiler for people, and I'm not even sure if you know about it. Uh, Booker T is now the general manager no, I of watch. SmackDown. What are your thoughts it. on that? I can dig it, sucker. He can dig it. I knew he I was going to go I, original with that. Yeah, okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's my, my lame attempt at comedy. That's okay. Um, it's better than me spelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, it can't hurt, Booker T. I mean, it's, it's, it's better than him announcing. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, that's where I was going next. Uh, was, you know, yeah, you know, you put him in a, put him in a spot where he's not going to do too much damage. Uh, you know, he can get the cheap pops. You know the comedy thing for the for the crowd. I think it's I think it's fine. I don't I don't I don't see any huge upside to it, but I don't see a lot of downside either. <laughs> it, it keeps them in the limelight, so to say. Yeah, I, I agree I, with that. I mean, it's truly terrible. To uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I would do better at his role on announce booth. Uh, it, you know it's what? truly terrible. I mean, there's there's moments where I'm like. That's the most awesome thing I ever heard. And three seconds later, it's like, oh, please shut up, dude. You know what? Ray did a better job on Thunder. I'll put it this way, though. Until you're actually sitting there and actually attempting to call a match, it may. I, I only work one show, so I'm not saying, oh, I'm an But You are an expert. I agree. When you actually work a show and you're calling a match, it, it, it's a lot harder than it looks. Because when you're at home, you're like, eh, yeah, I could, I could do that. But it takes a certain individual to actually do it competently, and I, I would agree Booker T's not the best at it, but he brings a certain chucky ducky quack quack, a certain pizzazz. That's a good word for it. Now, also uh, Omega Squad, I did want to bring up uh, UFC on Fox. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. The what? Can I ask you? Uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. I meant to ask this before you continued, and I apologize. Um, I got a text message saying that. McMahon was going to announce on SmackDown that, that there's going to be a new general. Did that go out online, or was that strictly a social network then? What do you mean, go out online? Did, was that on the internet, other than the social network? Like, was that online, on the website? Or? That that was on the dirt sheets. Or was it? Okay, because it wasn't strictly yeah, it was a social now, network thing. Now, right? I thought I saw it on Twitter, though. Yes, what I'm saying. I, I only yeah. saw it on Twitter. Well, well, wasn't it a WWE account, though? I don't know. I, I no, read it was from a... WI. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. I'm sorry. I just, I was I meant to ask you guys that. Yeah, I just know from the spoilers uh, that I read because I like spoilers, Mister Zanoli. 
<laughs> anyway, now Omega, uh, UFC on Fox coming up this weekend. Uh, we have a couple pretty big fights. Uh, now, the main event, uh, I know Bader's involved. Who's he going against? Because my mind is mush. R- Ryan Bader is facing uh, Leona Machida. Really? That's the fight? That wow. Is. Well, that's the co-main event. Oh, what's the main event then? Tell the me. Main ev- the main event is Shogun Hua versus Brandon Vera. Oh, my God. And that's the title Which, eliminator. Well, they're actually, if you've been, if you've, I don't know if you've read any of the news this week, but apparently both of these fights have implica- title implications for the light heavyweight division. Basically, whoever is the most impressive gets the next shot at whoever uh, is the winner of John Jones and Dan Henderson. Wow. And, and the crazy thing you think about that is all four of these men have been beaten by John Jones already. So Yeah, you're right. The only person who has beaten Mark, uh, uh, John Jones was Mark Hamill, and he's already retired. Yeah, and that was just by DQ. With a questionable uh, – he 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 killed Hamill. Let's be honest. Well, he, yeah, he he won that fight. It was just a twelve to six elbow, which is a stupid rule anyway. But it's a rule, so he was DQ'd. But I mean, he had completely dominated that that fight the whole way. But I mean, he destroyed he destroyed Vera. He beat Bader. He beat yeah. Machida. He, beat, he destroyed Machida. The one that lasted the longest was Hua. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's what you're looking at. But, do, you, do you think he has a chance against uh, – I'm, I'm talking about Hua. Does he have a chance? He's got as much a chance as everybody else, but, I mean, this is the second time to the well. What what new is he going to bring to to that fight? I, that's and, and I would say that about all four of these guys. What what are they going to bring different to this – to a another title fight that's going to – that they didn't have before. That they didn't have before. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe Hua we can say hopefully that Hua had an off night and he can use his jujitsu a little better in a John Jones fight, but I really doubt that John Jones is gonna give him that kind of chance. It doesn't seem uh, like it. I think the best chance of anyone is of course one fifty, uh Dan Henderson, September first. I think that's the best chance because I think he's old enough. Uh, he has that veteran while about him. I think I think that's really the chance for anyone to defeat John Jones. And you think differently, but yeah, I'm not I'm not confident that it's Dan Henderson. Um, I think if you're looking, I think you want to look down the road a little bit and look towards someone like Alexander Gustafson, Gustafson, sorry, um, who's a, who's an up and comer, um, but he is not ready yet. So uh, you know, I'm thinking thinking two. Two or three title fights down the line, that Gustafsson can be a challenger. But right now, I don't. I, I don't know. Well, I it, mean, it, it did come out earlier this week that Henderson wasn't looking for the H bomb. He was looking for uh, winning the rounds. Do you think that's a smart way for him to go? That's probably a good way to go. If, I think that's actually a fairly good strategy if you're going to try to win this round. Is try to, for lack of a better term, lay and pray. Yeah, yeah, uh, and of course I think Henderson can do that because his last fight was a five-round war against uh, the aforementioned Hua. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that that's a good strategy. You know, it's gonna, it's it's. I mean, I think 
you know, I, I said it uh, a couple weeks ago. John Jones is is a is a good, very good wrestler, but he's not an Olympic caliber wrestler. Uh, and Hender- if Henderson can manage to get that takedown and uh, keep keep his uh, cardio up and, and and last for five rounds, and can just put his body on Jones, keep him down, put his weight on him, and wear him down. Uh, and and to your point. Win rounds. Yeah. He's got to win three rounds, and he's got to. You think about it. If I'm going into that fight and I'm taking that strategy, I'm winning the first three rounds, and then I'm doing everything in my power not to get a ten eight. Yeah. Two. Yeah, definitely. You know, so you know, I think that's a a viable strategy. You know, whether or not it's a a probable win is still questionable. He did have a little trouble uh, that fifth round against Tua. He was uh, completely dominated that round. I scored yeah. it to 10-8. So. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's what would concern me. I mean, and even if you can't keep it away from a 10-8, you still got to avoid uh, Jones' submissions and striking for that period. That's 10 minutes you gotta you got to last, assuming you've won the first three rounds to start with. I'd agree. Now, uh, we already talked last week about Belcher and some fights coming up. Uh, uh, what – Big fight? Are you looking forward to uh, coming up? Well, I think I think there's uh, a, a couple fights coming up that I think are pretty good. Um, one is the lightweight championship that will be fought uh, not this weekend, but I believe it's next weekend. Benson Henderson versus Frankie Edgar. Yeah, that's that, at 150. I'm sorry, 151 yeah, that, is uh, Henderson. But go ahead. That should be a great fight on paper. Um, I think uh, those are some. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a lightweight championship fight. If Edgar wins, if Edgar manages to win again, I think that's. Do we get another trilogy? I don't know. Um, I, I hope not. I hope not too, because I, I really do. <laughs> I'm really kind of getting sick of it. Uh, but you know, I mean, I, I I still like Frankie. I think he's a great fighter. Um, I think Ben just brings us a level, a different level of athleticism. Yeah. That he doesn't have, uh, you know. You know, Edgar has gotten along by being a scrappy fighter and just a tough guy to to put away. Um, and, and Henderson just brings brings that that level of athleticism that's just difficult to to do it. But, now, Dan, I believe you have a question. I was just wondering. Um, I've been watching. Well, I've been keeping an eye on because my girlfriend's been watching the Olympics a lot. Um, do you think there's a place for, and do you think MMA or or that type of fighting will ever be an Olympic sport? And does it have a does it have a place in the Olympics with all the other? You know, there's judo, and do you think there's a place for it? I'll field it first. I think there definitely should be a place uh, as it rises in popularity worldwide. In Brazil, it's a huge sport. Uh, yeah. Japan, it's a huge sport. Uh, America really uh, catching on a little slower. Uh, yeah. Quite frankly, uh, Canada is a huge part. I think it would be. Uh, I mean, if you think about the Olympics, uh, you know, the Greco-Roman uh, wrestling, you know, and freestyle wrestling, that sort of thing. I mean, it's a perfect fit. Um, the only thing you would have to, it wouldn't be a cage. I don't think. I think they would actually do it in a ring, uh, like they do in really? Japan. Yeah, like they do in Japan, and uh, uh, most of their uh, MMA fights are in rings. So I think that would be one thing, you know, you have to talk about whether it's a cage, whether it's a ring, 
judging if it's going to be like the Japanese way or if it would be, uh, you know, the unified rules that's used uh, in North America, that sort of thing. Uh, but Omega, what do you think about that? Well, as as is our custom, I'm going to disagree with you. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you think about MMA, you think about the striking aspect of, of, of MMA and the damage that gets caused in these rounds. I don't think you can have a tournament, uh, certainly with that level and that number of participants, that you can get have good fights over a, a two-week span. I think you've you got too much of a chance for injuries. Uh, I think you've got too much of a chance – uh, you know, just of just having people that just do cannot do that for for uh, you know two, three, four fights in a row within a two, two, two and a half week time frame. Mm-hmm. It, it it's not the type of it, it's not the type of sport that really lends itself to that type of format in the Olympics. Now, what you could see, and I think could be an Olympic sport, is something like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Where you can, where the injuries are a lot less, there's there's scoring that can be made, and and there's less of a chance that the person who wins the fight can will be unable to continue. Fair enough. Yeah, interesting. I've just been wondering because there's all this other weird stuff that I, kayaking. Like, yeah, there's all this handball. <laughs> kayaking. Not, not what I thought handball was. Um. <laughs> There's all these different things that I, quite frankly, either forgotten ha- that were in the Olympics or just never noticed before. And I'm like, MMA would be much more interesting <laughs> here in this spot. But that's just – and I don't mean disrespect to any of the athletes. Kayaking. I, kayaking, don't, man. Don't don't knock handball, all right? One, Dirk Nowitzki. All, all the time. Dirk Nowitzki was almost a professional handball player. Two, you might remember an NFL quarterback by the name of Jake Plummer, handball player. Okay. Enough said about that. Yeah, I'm a professional handball player. Now, Omega, you're you're more than welcome, uh, since you stuck with us through uh, the technical difficulties, to stay for what I call the closing comments. Ah, yeah, yes. thanks. So uh, we had – we started out with a French interruption – uh, that was so awesome. Now, Mark, what what do you feel about this series of uh, of interviews that we're going to have with Mister Ulala? Well, he's had such an expansive career, and I'm really looking forward to uh, when we get to the point where he's run out of wrestling stuff to talk about, and really just starts listing things in his house. <laughs> <laughs> that should be in a couple years. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. Tell, he was telling us. Uh, a story about somebody I know that I, I'm interested to hear the full story about uh, but, off air. So, the, yeah, things like that I'm really interested to get into. But honestly, uh, just really if you go back and listen to the beginning of the show and him talking about Bam Bam Bigelow, just, I don't know, that just kind of cracks me up. That, like, here's Bam Bam Bigelow. We all know Bam Bam Bigelow. And Mr. Uwala is driving him to the market in a Volkswagen. <laughs> And he just fit like in the whole pic- Just picture that whole, like a picture of those two gents getting out of a Volkswagen Rabbit and then walking into your supermarket together. <laughs> uh, I'm getting out of the way here. I think you want this milk. I don't think you do, but you take it. Another thing that I uh, think is uh, absolutely awesome that happened tonight was uh, fan mail. 
uh, the ongoing segment that we have with Robert Knight. Uh, now, again, very controversial, uh, ripping the lid right off that controversy they have with the Monster Factory. I would like to know how a building writes an email. <laughs> <laughs> the building is kind of like the evil kit. <laughs> I think I think it was more or less a uh, 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 in care of the monster. Factory. Oh, thank you for explaining that. Dean. You know, I, that's what I, I think. I appreciate that. I didn't I assume that much like in Knight Rider, there's an evil Robert Knight running around with a white leather jacket and a goatee <laughs> that drives a building. The evil Robert Knight. I feel like that's a much better plot line. I like that plot line. It's awesome. <laughs> now, uh, where our problem started was with Chris Wilde, but a great interview. He explained pretty much where he's coming from after that War Games. Now, Dan, uh, you were a big fan of the War Games. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Chris Wilde and what he had to say here tonight? I, leading up to it, uh, he had a lot of things that he cleared up without even us having to ask questions. Yeah. I did not, and quite frankly, there is a lot of stuff going on in a War Games match. I did not see the bag get thrown into the ring, so I did not know that Blackheart was the one that actually brought the fire to the ring. So I I, I have to go back, DVD, ECWAProWrestling.com, coming out soon, and watch the match and see when this happens. Um, I And again, we just touched on it because I mentioned it, but this is – Quite frankly, wrestling history—they are—they are unifying two titles, and I think more important for indie wrestling, especially in the in the area in the Northeast area, uh, than the—I uh, can't talk tonight, man. I'm so sorry. The unification of the WWE and the, and the uh, WCW championship. This is really important. Um, September fifteenth, is it, or the fourteenth? Fifteenth. The 15th, if you have not gone and you listen to this show and you keep us, you keep hearing us say, go, 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 it's 15th, you got to get there. Uh, we are not blowing smoke up ECWA's backside, speaking as ECWA as a person. Um, yeah. <laughs> as much as Monster, Monster Factory is a person, you got to get out to this event. You are going to see history. Whether Papanon loses, whether Chris Wilde loses, this is going to be an historic night. I'd agree. Um, certainly the stakes have been raised. Uh, it's the 45th anniversary show, followed by a, a huge announcement uh, that we're going to see three weekends in a row uh, ECWA action. Uh, that's October 16th, 13th, and 20th. I wish I could make them to all these shows, man. Uh, big, big things. Uh, they have November 3rd, December 1st. They have so much going on. Uh, big things coming for ECWA. Now, at, at 45 years, in the midst of all that happened in wrestling, like all the stuff you've seen on TV, this this company has chugged along, and their 45, 45th anniversary this year. That, that's incredible. Certainly is. Certainly is. And they, they, they started, uh, you know, the Super 8, the K-Cup. They, they do a lot of innovative things, and they really don't get the credit that that's due to them. Frankly... Uh, they don't have a TV deal. They don't have anything like that. They uh, have uh, three or four goons that talk about them every once in a while um, on a podcast. And do you think that a TV show would do more harm than good to a company like that? This is a discussion that I've had with uh, Joe uh, off the record, and uh, he feels that when you do that, you have to start giving paper tickets, uh, basically copying people to make it look like it's filled. Um 
I, I don't see the problem if you uh, show people that there's 200 people in a building. I don't know what the problem is with that, but you know he's afraid of uh, you know giving out tickets, and that that's what causes a decline in some indies that start doing that. Well, you know, if five people show up or 500, I, I think it. But if the quality's good, you know, but they're worried about how it would look on, uh, you know, television. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Omega, what do you think about that? Paper and tickets. <laughs> yeah, I, I I tend to think it's it's a uh, it's you know where it depends on how the how if they're how much revenue they're going to get from a TV show, you know if they're not going to get as, en- enough revenue to from a TV show to to offset the loss of revenue from uh from papering of tickets, I think it's you know you, you're setting yourself up for financial failure. Channel 19 WDTW Wilmington. Yeah, I I mean it's but you know if if you're on a, a local station with you know, what, you know, on a call it a Sunday morning, like I see, I see uh, some independents on. You know, I don't see a problem with it. You know, if you're, if, if you're an independent and and there's only 75 people there, well, everybody knows you're an independent. But if you put, like to your point, put on a good product, maybe you get more people to come in and be paying customers later. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I feel because I I really and I'm not just saying this to you know whatever, but ECWA the product they put on month after month, is A-plus quality. Even their worst show, and I'm not going to name it, but even what I felt was their worst show is better than most of the other stuff I've seen this year. And that says a lot. You know, and I've seen, every weekend I'm somewhere. Sometimes two times, twice on Sunday. I went to Sports Fest. I felt like going twice on Sunday. Ask, ask Ryan next time you talk to him. My God, out there for 13 hours. I'd rather talk to Never mind. Oh, stop it! You, 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 you. No, no, I was going somewhere else with that. Never mind. Oh, okay. No, I was oh, not. Oh, I know where you're going. I Thank you. I know where you're going. I know. So where you're back going. off, Jackal. Okay, I just thought. And then, of course, we had the debut of Ricky, <laughs> the model Martinez of MMA. Now, hashtag overdone. Yes, but Mark, uh, how do you feel about Ricky, the model Martinez? You guys, you guys had a good thing going there. I thought. You know, it, it, me and him kind of like the odd couple, like <laughs> gorgeous, really looking, fancy looking dude, fat guy with a beard. You know, like don't talk about him like that. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, but it's not a Papadon <laughs> thing. So he knows, he knows that I like him. We're gonna high five later. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be awesome. I think, and then he's gonna is. wipe his hands clean with some Purell, <laughs> but still, I'll get that high five. And then he's gonna hit me in the face with it. Perry yep. Air, maybe he would. Um, you know what? He is good. He he's quick. I I I really think so. great talker. Uh, I think uh, give him a couple years, and uh, I don't know. You could be hearing things from Ricky yeah, the Model Martinez. Say we knew him when. Yeah, yeah, and he'll completely forget about Hell in the Cell like, Talk Radio. Who? 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 He'll be See? like, you guys yeah. got to take that down. The hashtag guys. <laughs> yeah. The hashtag guys. I don't know what that means. Hashtag cease and desist. <laughs> Hashtag lawsuit. <laughs> oh man, you know what? It started out as a forum, um, in a hidden forum on Rotten Tomatoes. Omega Squad, you were there. It I was there. Out, started out me, you, and uh, Elegy, actually. And uh, look, look what it's become. Not only was it a forum, but it was a hidden forum. <laughs> look what it's become. We didn't have a way to advertise. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> now, there's a way you should open that forum back up. 
No, you know what? Just go to the ECW Facebook page. It's entertaining. Uh, That's enough entertainment for a lifetime. Yes. There. Now, uh, Our are second to everyone. And we also had uh, Ryan Big Burgundy chime in with uh, Jersey Shore uh, Championship Wrestling. Uh, big things coming from them. On a scale from 1 to 10, how was the show? Uh, overall, I'd give it 7.5. Oh, that's not bad. 7.5. Uh, first two matches were great. Niles Young, who we will be getting soon on the show, uh, was in the first match. You know, the he's just average guy, Mark. Oh, I knew who he was. Okay, just making sure. Just, uh, just uh, That's why I wasn't really that excited. <laughs> you no-sold that, my friend. Now, uh, uh, he was involved. Great match. Uh, that one. Uh, Mia, uh, anytime you get to see Mia Kim and uh, Mia Yim, I'm sorry, and and Kimberly, that's that's just a treat. And the main event was uh, off the hook. Uh, so I said it off the hook. Now uh, the websites you can check out. Dan's already said ECWAProWrestling.com. Of course, check out NMRWrestling.com. And check out JSCW.US. Now, that is Jersey Shore Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have a show coming up September 8th. Um, so if you're in the Manahawkin, New Jersey area, check it out. Uh, Mr. Olala, you can find it on Twitter under at Mr. Olala. Robert Knight, of course, Robert Knight underscore. Chris Wilde is the Chris Wilde. And Ricky Martinez is Ricky Model Pro. Now, you can find me at Folsom County. You can find Mark at Go Thompson. Omega Squad is, strangely enough, Omega Squad. Uh, Dan Law, <laughs> Dan Law is Dan Law eight three. And what is Ryan's uh, handle? Does anybody have that? Ryan Big Burgundy. And no one knows how to spell Burgundy, so good luck trying to B-U- find it. B U R G A N D Y. There's two O's in that, right? I think so. <laughs> oh, behind the scenes, I love Oh, it. with that? Oh, <laughs> uh, with that, guys. Let's wrap it. It, it. Next week. Dan, what do we have? Did you Fusion listen to Neil? D. S. Yes, we do. And, and, and a second. Are we doing uh, French Interruption right away? No, no, no. That's oh, gonna, come on. We're going to have, have people wait for it. that. We're going to have people wait for that. He's not doing anything. Give him his call. We're going to have people wait. Okay. The right. anticipation. Well, GTS will be chaotic, but it'll be simultaneously just friggin' awesome at the same time, which is I'm redundant. I'm to know if they beat Lego Batman. Yeah, which is redundant since I heard he said simultaneously. Take your Batman quote. But next week, another great show. Omega Squad, we'll talk. I'm, I'm sure I can find a way to, you know, frankly, if you're okay with coming on this late, we'll just do it like that. Um, yeah. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. We should probably plan this off here. I, I was just saying. I was just saying. <laughs> it's easier for me podcast to stuff. do it right now. That's what I keep, say. You keep all this in there. Exactly. Oh, like last week. Yeah, like last week when the show was in. That, that was good stuff. It's still there. It was funny, though. And it's like, the most listened to episode, my friend. So I think we should not change. Just stop the show. We'll keep going. Eh, you never know. But anyway. What's going on, man? How you doing? It's like a DVD extra. <laughs> it's, like the Bret, it's like all the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels DVD on the Blu-ray. There's an extra of them talking more. Oh, my. <laughs> Can we do a commentary on one of our episodes one time? <laughs> oh, my God. That is like the best idea ever. That is the best idea ever. I'm up for that. And we do a video podcast of the commentary. 
I just want us talking over ourselves. With this, Empire. This, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. We do it live from Brownies. No, no, not live from Brownies. We're drinking Mad Dogs at my place. All right. I can get them super cheap at work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> at the radio station? No, no, the other job. I know, the other job. Thank you. you know the one that I want to knock wine down in the aisle. Okay, for double D. <laughs> now, we, we had just a cast of characters. The hell with them all. We're, we'll see you next week. This is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.